It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Well, that's it. We can wrap up the preseason now, and thankfully, because there's just nothing worse than constantly me having to say, but it is only preseason, or it is preseason, so just different ways to categorize the fact that we're not supposed to care that much about preseason. Look, it's done. Now we've got cuts coming by tomorrow, 4 p.m. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash Redskins. Uh, yeah, I, look, at this point, I'm not even focused on the cuts as much as I'm worried about the regular season. Jay Gruden actually mentioned the same thing the other day, which proves he's very much in tune with what his uh, record is week one. Well, we're all four, so we should do something different. You know, we haven't won one yet. You know, we've got to have a better sense of urgency coming out of the first game. You know, we got to start fast, and, and we got to clean up the mistakes first game of the year. Yeah, look, and Gruden's right, and being self-aware is a very important thing, and Jay Gruden is certainly self-aware uh, of his situation right now as a head coach being 0 for 4 on season openers. And look, all I care about right now is I'm getting off to a strong start this year, right? That's it. Like, that's the only thing that we should care about. Forget cuts coming up because it's going to be – there will be some cuts that may surprise you. There's going to – for the most part, we understand who's going to start where, who's at what position, especially now with Adrian Peterson added to the roster. Like, that's your starting running back. So, for me – I'm just excited, honestly, that this team just came out of the, for the most part, other than Darius Geis, healthy in the preseason. And they've done a good job of managing players like Chris Thompson, like Jordan Reed, especially. Those are the two names that certainly stand out, along with Josh Doxson, who actually did start games but just wasn't even targeted, which is a whole other topic that we talked about yesterday on the podcast. Health is so important for this team. I mean, you, you got to be honest, right? You're probably traumatized as a Redskins fan like I am, like probably the coaching staff and the training staff and every player on that roster is when it comes to seeing any injuries. Like we're really, really worried about that every single time. It's a very touchy subject for us as Redskins fans, considering that the Redskins were the most injured team last year in the NFL. We don't want to see that happen again. If the Redskins are able to get this roster to stay generally healthy, which means let's say Jordan Reed plays 13, 14 games, right? Which would be a major plus for them. Chris Thompson's out there for the entire season, maybe has some bumps and bruises and nicks, but he doesn't necessarily miss significant time like he did last year. Those are two important weapons that Alex Smith can use and that will help Alex Smith have a successful season in his first year in this Redskins offense because that's really important. I mean, this is why I keep stressing this, that if you are the Redskins, you have to put your players in position to succeed. I know that's not really like a profound thing to say, but it is the truth, right? Like you've got to put Alex Smith in a position for him to be able to succeed. You've got to give him guys like Chris Thompson on third down when it's 
third and seven, and you know that he can screen out of the backfield and you might be able to get a first down because you can count on Chris Thompson for that. Or Jordan Reed. Hey, Jordan Reed, let's line him up in the slot for this play. Goes downfield, gets you a 35-yard game because he is a game-breaking type of player. Look, they've certainly added more depth, right, whether it's the defensive line. I don't really think there's that much when it comes to the offensive line right now. You might be able to say some of this talent when it comes to linebacker. They may be okay. Look, I just want to see this team be relatively healthy and have Jay Gruden have an opportunity to coach a team that's it pretty much by NFL standards full strength. That's the biggest thing I'm worried about for week one, the biggest thing I'm worried about for the first three or four weeks into the season. Because we got to be honest with ourselves here. And we've talked about this before. The Redskins' schedule is not easy. It's not. You're at Arizona. Then you host the Colts. The Colts will be better, right? Can we agree on that? Andrew Luck back. The Colts are going to be a better team. Then you've got the Packers. Then you're at the Saints. Then you've got the Panthers. Then it's the Cowboys. Then at the Giants. Then the Falcons. And then really the first break, maybe, maybe is the Bucks. But with Jameis Winston back then, hopefully, I mean, I'm not going to say hopefully for that game, but just overall until that game, he's maybe more matured after getting suspended, after getting into trouble. I mean, the Redskins' schedule is brutal this season. It's brutal. Even after you're at Tampa, November 11th, you've got the Texans. Then you're at the Cowboys again. Then you're at the Eagles again. Then you host the Giants. Then you're at the Jaguars and at the Titans. Then you host the Eagles, and your regular season's done. Like There's no game on the Redskins' schedule, except for maybe at Arizona to start the year, that I could look at and say, that's a bad team. Now, again, we've gone over this. The win-loss, win-loss, win-loss thing when it comes to an NFL schedule is really stupid. But we do it anyway. We fall into that trap. Like, we don't have to take it game by game by game like every other player on the Redskins does. But this schedule is brutal, and it's so important for them to get off to a strong start. Win at the Cardinals. Beat the Colts at home because week three is the Packers. Week four is at New Orleans. Week five is then the Panthers. That's a brutal stretch for them. Technically, it's not actually. The bye week is after the Packers, so... Let me just throw that out there. By the way, the, the early, the early bye weeks are the worst. The worst. It would be so much better if the Redskins had a bye week later in the season. The early bye weeks are just a killer. This is multiple times now the Redskins have had that early, early bye week. The first time you can have a bye week. Oh, let's give it to the Redskins. Oh, at least they don't have those short turnarounds like they had last year when they got screwed with the schedule. But I mean, it is a tough schedule. Every single one of these teams, you could argue, could be a 500 team this year, right? Like, the Cardinals could still be a 500 team with David Johnson's healthy in that backfield. Sam Bradford just doesn't get hurt. I mean, look, you'll have Sam Bradford likely week one. Okay. David Johnson healthy out of their backfield. You could lose that. Colts, Andrew Luck back healthy. They're going to be better this year. The Packers are the Packers. The Saints are the Saints. It's You go down this list, every one of these teams could be 500 or better this year for the Redskins. It's an incredibly brutal schedule. So getting off to a fast start is the most important thing for this team. And a big reason that they can do that now is because they have come out with their starters like Jordan Reed and Chris, well, Chris Thompson's not a starter, but a major player, healthy. Those types of guys are incredibly healthy. Now, I do want to see what the chemistry is going to look like between Alex Smith and the rest of that offense because it didn't look very good against Denver, right? It wasn't good. So, how does Alex Smith get adjusted to working with these guys? Has he looked better in practice? Has he looked more comfortable with them than what we've seen in games? We're not going to see much. I understand that. But that being said, you still have to go out there week one and show that there's some chemistry, some continuity, that he knows where to throw the ball. He knows who to get the ball to on what play, in what situation. Guys he can count on. Josh Doxson's supposed to be that guy. Talked about it on the podcast. Don't know where he's been. One catch for 11 yards against the Jets. Woo. 
Like, okay, like that's Josh Doxson, this is a make or break year for this guy. Last year we can consider it his rookie year. Fine. Got to have a big year this year. You have to. You were a first-round pick. You were supposed to replace at least one of, and it turned out to be both of your big, soon-to-be free agent receivers in Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. You have to. You have to be better if you're Josh Doxson. You have to be somebody that Alex Smith can go to. It can't just be Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson every once in a while out of the backfield. Josh Doxson is more important than Paul Richardson, than anybody else on this roster besides Jordan Reed because of the fact that he is a big target and that he was a first-round pick and that he's young, although he keeps getting older. He's now in his mid-20s. Like It's not like he's a 22-year-old anymore. It's got to be Doxson. But go into this year with these guys healthy and get off to a fast start if you're the Redskins and you put yourself in a position to get some nice momentum and just some confidence steamrolling and snowballing as you move into week three and four and five and six and you continue to put yourself in a position to be successful and it all starts week one and finally, like Jay Gruden said, doing something different and winning your week one game for a change under him. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You are locked on Redskins. So Aaron Rodgers is now the highest paid player, not just in the NFL, not just in quarterbacks, but in NFL history. $103 million guaranteed. He's getting $33.5 million, give or take, per season. And it's funny, when I saw this happen, the first thought that popped in my head was, I remember the conversation not too long ago when Kirk Cousins was still with the Redskins and then when he was a free agent and everybody bitched and complained and said, oh man, Cousins is not, Cousins isn't worth being paid the highest paid player in the NFL. And I've been trying to drill this thought, drill this narrative into people's heads really since 2015, whenever I would hear this. And this is when he was still with the Redskins. This is when he was going on the one-year deals, the franchise tag deals. And I kept saying, look, Cousins will be the highest paid player in the NFL. That's a guarantee. And then somebody else will surpass him very quickly. It's happened every single year in the history of the NFL. Kirk Cousins is now the third highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He just signed that free agent deal not that long ago. Matt Ryan surpassed him at $30 million after Cousins was at 28. Now Aaron Rodgers, 33 and a half. So like this is just the way that it is. People need to understand that you have to stop qualifying how players are being paid in the league as the highest paid blank. It doesn't really mean that they're the best player at that position necessarily. It means that the market and the demand for that player at that moment is at this level. And then soon, that market will continue to rise. Just like the salary cap, it'll continue to rise. So Aaron Rodgers, and rightfully so, if you really want to play that whole categories and rankings game, is the highest paid player in the NFL, the biggest contract in NFL history, and he deserves it. And it absolutely makes sense that he got paid that, and it absolutely makes sense that he's in that position now. But I can remember, I mean, you go back years and years ago, okay? There was a point where Eli Manning was the highest paid player in the NFL. Remember that? He's now 13th among quarterbacks at $21 million a year. 
Philip Rivers is behind him at 20 million. Cam Newton, who got a big deal years ago, behind him. Remember years ago when Russell Wilson was looking for that big contract after they won the Super Bowl and everybody was talking about how they could afford him and yet still try to keep that team around him, which by the way they have. And if you noticed, that team has completely fallen off piece by piece by piece. It looks like a cliff that's just been eroded by waves year in and year out. Russell Wilson, 21.9 million a year, base salary. He's 11th among quarterbacks now. Joe Flacco surpassed him. Joe Flacco got a big deal. I mean, this is how it happens. Derek Carr tied for six, $25 million a year. He got a big deal not that long ago. Garoppolo surpassed him, and then Cousins surpassed him, and then Matt Ryan surpassed him like a month later, and then Aaron Rodgers just surpassed him the other day. So like, this is why I always say, please stop spending so much of your time worrying about where a player ranks among the highest paid versus not the highest paid, or if this makes him better than this guy because he's making more money. You know what it just means? It means he was a free agent at a better time. That's it. That's all that it means. Because there's going to be somebody like Matt Stafford that'll probably be getting a bigger deal than Aaron Rodgers soon. Right? Andrew Luck, what if he gets another deal down the road? It's a possibility. As long as he stays healthy. I mean, listen, there's always going to be somebody else. At some point, look, if Carson Wentz continues to trend the way he's going, he's going to... Probably be a $50 million a year quarterback by the time he's a free agent. Maybe not 50, but pretty damn close to it. This is the way the market is. This is the way the free agency is. And this is the way the quarterback position is in the NFL. And this is why, too, this is why I say that so many teams are going to start looking at the price tags of these quarterbacks and how much of the salary cap it takes up. Look, Aaron Rodgers has taken up 15% of the salary cap for the Packers. No team has ever won a Super Bowl when a player is taking up that much of a percentage of the overall money that they have to spend on one player. So it's a risk. It's You knew it was coming. It's Aaron Rodgers. He deserves it. But there's a very good chance he doesn't win another Super Bowl. There's a very good chance of that. But you still got to pay the guy, right? Because he's going to get that money somewhere, and he's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Whether you want to argue it's Tom Brady or either, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, really doesn't matter in this case right now. He's the highest paid one, plain and simple. But you notice Tom Brady never Never ranked that high. And they have opportunities to put players around him. So I'm just saying, other teams are now going to start looking at the price tags of these quarterbacks, and they're going to start to see what you could pay for a really good running back, which is easier to find than a star quarterback, a great pass rush, multiple players that can get to the quarterback, and say, you know what? Why don't we build our team around a great offensive line, a great pass rush, a strong run game, and a good quarterback? A quarterback that can be put in a position to succeed. A quarterback that can be put in a position to get guys the ball because we're blocking for him for a while. That old school football is going to start to come back. Now, it's never going to be what it was before, but like everything is cyclical in sports. Everything. The big man's going to come back in the NBA. It's already starting to. They just look different. They're not post-up guys. They're stretch fours and stretch fives. The NFL is going to be the same way. Offenses and defenses are going to look different. There's going to be more of a premium on a running back, on an offensive line on a pass rush, because we're seeing other teams be able to do that. I mean, look look at the money that the Rams threw at Todd Gurley, right? What was it? It's nowhere near quarterback money. It's not even close to that. So teams will start to see that and say, he can be a difference maker. He can be a franchise running back for us, and it's going to cost us half, half of what it'll cost us to get a quarterback. Look, I'm telling you, this trend is going to continue. Aaron Rodgers is just the latest to reset this, just like... Odell Beckham Jr. reset the wide receiver market, but at some point, teams will find other ways to allocate this money. And that's really the best way. You've got to have, I always talk about this, layered talent. The Redskins are layering their talent right now. By the way, Alex Smith, ninth highest paid quarterback, $23.5 million.
It's a much better position to be in. They've saved $4.5 million. It's not a ton, but you can fit in some other players as opposed to what they were going to have to pay Cousins. By the way, I don't know if you saw this, the documentary that he was doing, that first one was released, uh, where he's going through free agency with his, his, uh, his agent. And it's really interesting to see that the Jets came in there first at $30 million. And yet Cousins, who always said it wasn't just about the money, it was also about situation, kind of proved that in this part of the documentary. Mike just called, and the Jets came up to 30 Fully guaranteed, three-year deal. So what we wanted. March 12th, the door opens, and my agent, for the first time in six years, can talk to other teams on my behalf. And he'll have about 48 hours to begin that negotiating process. And then on March 14th, late in the day, officially I'm able to sign with another team for the first time in 11 years. Mike, he's just got to do the same thing with the Vikings because he's got to get them from 25 to a number that is competitive with the Jets offer. But the fact that we have the Jets offer is huge because now it gives the other teams a reason to come up. As much as the overall dollars are important in a contract, I think in my situation, structure is as important, if not more important. We want the money to be guaranteed. My preference would be to um, get a fully guaranteed contract or stick to one-year deals. Literally four hours. We haven't been four hours into it. And we got to a number that people said we would never get to. It just goes to show that free agency is its a different game. It's a different deal when you're actually up for grabs. So, yeah, listen, I mean, he also wanted guaranteed money, and rightfully so, and he was able to get that. And he changed the quarterback market as well. But, look, Aaron Rodgers' contract isn't fully guaranteed, but it's $103 million guaranteed, so the money keeps going up. But, look, the better fit for Cousins who, by the way, got $2 million less per season from the Vikings, though it was fully guaranteed, than the $30 million a season coming from the Jets, the Vikings were a better situation. And I've been saying this forever. Like, you knew that that was going to be the best spot for him in terms of a run game, a defense, some weapons out there at receiver, not a team that's still essentially rebuilding if you're the Jets. So good for him. And you know what? He took the short deal, like a lot of guys are doing in the NBA right now, and put himself in a position in three years to still be in the prime of his career, most likely barring any injuries or something like that, and then he can go ahead and do another three-year deal or maybe even a bigger deal, a five- or six-year deal, and say, let me just capitalize on all the money I can get now and not have to worry about hitting back in a free agency when I'm getting older. But quarterbacks can play close to 40 anyway. I mean, look at some of these guys, right? Drew Brees is still out there. Tom Brady's still out there. Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning are getting older. Phillip Rivers, past 35 now. I mean, these guys are starting to get older. And they still have long careers. And that's why what Cousins has done, he's completely, he is the ultimate gambler on himself, and he has won every step of the way. You credit him, and you credit his agent on top of that. All right, we're going to hear from Jay Gruden next. It's the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are locked on Redskins. Obviously, tonight's a little bit different than any other 
preseason game. You got a lot of guys that you're trying to get reps, uh, but also some guys that are definitely going to make this team. So for just kind of the guys that you know or your core backups that are on this team, how would you evaluate the DeShazer Everett's, you know, a guy like Troy Apke, who we think is a fourth-round pick, so some of those players that you, you count on being on your roster and contributing this year? Yeah, we got to look a lot of them, actually. Uh, has to be, we still have some uh, a lot of work to do as far as evaluation is concerned, but some of our core backups got some quality work. You know, I saw talked about Everett. Uh, you know, I, he did okay, missed a couple tackles. I'm sure he wish he had back. Um, you know, Apke did a nice job, I thought, for the most part, based on from where I was standing. Uh, you know, I think Fabian played pretty well in the first quarter uh, defensively, settled, uh, did some good things in the, in the interior. Uh, Petey did some nice things on the outside, so uh, that's a defense. Offensively, I think, uh, you know, I think Hogan made some good plays with his legs and arm, and I think a lot of people showed up and made some plays. You know, obviously there's a lot to clean up without a doubt. We had some major miscues, uh, but overall I like the way we competed. Injury update on uh, Tyler Catalina? Uh, not really, not yet, not officially, no. Uh, and Mo Harris? Mo Harris, no, he, he, he'll be, he should be fine. How worrisome is it for you with Samaj P. Ryan putting the ball on the ground again? We, we saw it in New England. I know it didn't get called a fumble, mm-hmm. but it's been an issue for him. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, you know, he didn't get many carries this preseason. Had two balls on the ground, and that is an issue. So that's something that has to be cleaned up. Um, you know, I thought Rob ran the ball very well today. Samaj had a couple good hits. I thought uh, Smith had a couple of nice runs today. So it was good to see them guys get some work. But you're right, um, the fumbling issue is an issue. Uh, when you look at Capri and what he's able to do, n- not only as a runner but receiver and, and in blitz pickup, what have you made of his preseason and kind of if there's any inclinations of, of his place on this team? Yeah, Capri sometimes uh, gets forgotten about, but he's had a very solid preseason, training camp, everything. He does a good job in pass protection. Uh, he does a good job out in the routes and has carried the ball f- effectively also. So he's a guy that uh, warrants some serious consideration because of his versatility. Jay, you, and you just spent the time talking about the running backs, but did any of them start to separate tonight in your eyes? Or, I mean, how tight is that competition? It's pretty tight, and it's going to come down to how many we keep and which type we're going to keep, you know, uh, first, second down backs as opposed to third down backs. So uh, we'll have major discussions about that, um, as we will at linebacker and outside backer and safety and all that. So uh, there's a lot of uh, work for us to do. Jay, how would you assess Hogan tonight? I think Hogan did some good things. You know, I, I think he did. I think uh, – Move the ball uh, in the heat of some pressure, made some nice throws. Um, so, you know, we'll evaluate it, but uh, I think he did good. Jay, um, did you accomplish everything you wanted to accomplish this preseason, not just the games, but, but practices as, as well? Yeah, I think so. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I feel pretty good about where we're at as a football team. You know, I think uh, the evaluation process is not finished yet. We still have uh, a lot of work to do as far as coaches and personnel people getting together and, and making our decisions. Uh, but uh, overall, I think we got looks at everybody we needed to get looked at. You know, I think everybody had a fair shot. I think everybody had opportunities to make this football team to show us what they could do. And, and, and in return, we're going to have some tough decisions because of that. Do you think you got any clarity at receiver uh, tonight? A couple of the key guys that were competing for spots seem like they may not have necessarily had the numbers that they might yeah, have wanted. Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, I think Trey Quinn uh, obviously had a good day again, uh, not only as a receiver but as a returner. Um, and then after that, we'll have to have some talks about how many we're going to keep. Uh, 
when you evaluate, you know, for instance, Capri versus Byron, Byron's a guy who has not played a whole lot, but is someone who should be back relatively soon with his injury. How do you factor in that injury? And, and even if he's going to miss one week or you're, you might have a running back inactive anyway, like how big of a deal is that? Yeah, it's uh, going to come down to how long. We don't know how long that is yet. I got to talk to Larry about that and uh, we'll talk about that. That'll factor in. That'll have some kind of bearing on uh, how many we keep uh, could but he was doing very well up until his injury. Uh, Capri's done a nice job in that role also. And obviously we have Chris. So uh, there's three guys that are pretty good at that position. All right, well, coming up tomorrow, 4 p.m. is the deadline. Cuts. Redskins got to figure it out. Who's going to be on the 53-man roster? There'll probably be some surprises. We'll have a podcast, of course, after all of it is done next week to get you started for week one of the regular season. It's finally closing on in here. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick Ashew. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, just do it. It makes it so much easier than having to seek it out every single day. You get the alerts. It's great. Make sure you check out. we got plenty of other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network as well. College football now going on. Check it out. The Locked On Podcast Network has a ton of stuff for you. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash Locked On Redskins. This the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.